My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Gina Gardner. She's the host of the radio show, Gina Gardner and Friends, and she's also a personal leadership coach. Welcome to the show, Gina. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, your podcast or your radio show and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your journey and where you are today? So um, I now work with uh, individuals, I work with teams and businesses um, around empowerment and leadership. And in order to be a great leader, you've first of all got to lead yourself. And so although the situations may be different, some of the underpinning principles are the same. Absolutely. So how did you get started in that business? Well, um, I started off in my professional life as a teacher I then became very early on, I became a principal of a large school um, and I ran that school for over 20 years, for the most part from a wheelchair following a serious ski accident and two failed back surgeries. That was a huge gift in that and that I had to find a way to empower my staff to take radical responsibility for their own performance and a shared responsibility for the whole team. It was highly successful. The school was on the best 100 schools in the country list twice during my tenure. But my health was deteriorating. I I used work as a great way to manage pain, physical pain. Um, And I was working a 14 or 15 hour day, doing a lot of external roles to bring an income into school because we had a terrible budget, but also to keep the school at cutting edge. And I've got a low low boredom threshold, if I'm honest. But by 2004, I was given an ultimatum that if I didn't stop working as I was, that I would be housebound. And I have to say, daytime television doesn't do it for me. So I took myself off to do a research project across industries to look at were the issues facing them in terms of emerging leaders and developing leaders to become senior leaders, the same in the um, business world as they were in education. And of course they were because people are people. And so um, I worked initially with corporates, but since 2008, I've worked with individual businesses Um, on a a consistent basis, using exactly the same principles and then developing them further. And all of the businesses I've worked with for nine months or more have become much more profitable, but because they have developed the treasure of their people and always worked first with the most senior leaders and decision makers, because that's where it has to start. And so um my sense check that the lead quality of leadership would really deteriorated over the last few years and i have a huge mission which is to positively impact on at least a million leaders helping them to become enlightened leaders who lead with integrity courage and compassion because i believe that as we move forward into this new economic landscape 
it's those businesses that actually want to make a positive difference and who really care for their people and develop them that will thrive. We're going to go into a skills shortage. And if you want people to stay, then they have to be engaged, valued and developed. And to do that, leaders have to be authentically modelling what they want from their staff, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think that that's a beautiful goal. Thank you. So I wanted to, first of all, I also think that it's beautiful that you were able to find the positives despite the fact that your health was deteriorating and you found, you know, the silver lining. But I did want to ask you a quick question. Um, What are your thoughts on working to get through both physical and mental pain? I think people will find um, ways of dealing with um, and I think physical and emotional pain are very closely aligned. Um, and if you um, are emotionally uh, struggling, that has a, a huge impact on your physical uh, capabilities too. We talk about disease. It starts with dis-ease. And when you are without ease around yourself and who you are, then that has a huge impact on our mood, on our immune system and so on. So some people will drink and there are many people who, as they struggle, they start to use alcohol as a a prop or prescription or non-prescription drugs, but they can use food. And many people are overweight. And why are they overweight? Because they're unhappy and they don't deal with the underlying principle um, of what's making them unhappy. Um, And so they eat more and they might go on a diet and lose weight, but then very quickly they'll put the weight back on. For some people, it's shopping. For other people, it's sex. For some people, it's working. And for me, um, it was working. And when I am working, I mean, I've lived for, well, since the ski accident, 1983, uh, pain, chronic pain is a constant for me. And one way to actually manage that really well is to do something that I believe in and I'm really interested in. And I think you'll find that people who are depressed, for example, if they start to help other people and get engaged, then their depression is much easier to manage or it disappears altogether because they have real value or they see real value in what they're doing. So, yeah, I think we'll all find a way of managing our emotional pain. Otherwise, it overtakes us and overwhelms us. Different people do different things. And for me, that there's always a gift in any challenging situation. If you think about it, we don't learn when everything's going smoothly. You learn very little. But when life is challenging and you're having to find solutions to problems, then you grow. And I believe that we are we find the strength and develop the resilience through those bumps in the road rather than when things are, are going well. But it's a mindset. And I think the mindset that we have is just so important. And that's why I say that leadership is leadership for life and leadership for business, because we're the common denominator, aren't we? We don't separate and become two separate people, the one that's at home and the ones that's at work. We are the same people. We might behave differently, but effectively we are the same people. So leading yourself first becomes for me, the absolute priority. And then you are far better equipped to lead others effectively. Absolutely. I completely agree. It all starts with you. I agree. Yes. 
it does. Let's gear a little more, bit more towards your business itself. What is your focus going to be for 2023? Um, my, I've got a number of focus or foci or whatever they're called. <laughs> um, I have a wide range of products and publications and services. And so for me this year, it's really uh, about um, making sure that those are that those things which are evergreen and don't need my uh, my intervention now they're created that those are um, presented in a way that makes them easy to sell the money from them to be used then to actually reach more people so for me the money is much more about what I can do with it rather than the money itself um, my radio show at the moment is attracting between a million and a million and a half people uh, a month. I'd like to grow that. Um, I've got a TV uh, program coming out on America on um, the uh, public uh, service channel, um, a TV series. And the plan is to go and make a second series um, sometime this year. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'd like to do more. Uh, speaking more motivational speaking that for me would be a big goal congratulations on a million and a half listeners, listeners a month that's amazing so congrats on that thank you um so what would you say because you did mention that you know the, it's not so much about the money as what you can do with that money yes what is your goal for revenue for 2023 I'd like to see, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. um, I'd like to, to be getting to 200K uh, by the end of the year. Okay. And then what kinds of things are you planning to do once you hit that 200K mark? I want to expand the team of people that help me. Um, I have a very small team at the moment. Um, and so for me, um, this is still about investing. The genuinely you business um, is still relatively young. That's the all of the online stuff. My other business, Gina Garden Associates, is all face-to-face work. Um, mm. And it's the online that I've been really focusing on during the pandemic, for example, in terms of writing more books. I've got over 30 publications. I've got a whole range of um, products and so on that are there ready for people to take off the shelf. Um, and so having a team that can do a more of the work um, in terms of getting the message out there, I think, is something that is um, a high priority for me. And also there are certain uh, bits of um, technical equipment that would be really great to have, but are very expensive investments. And so um, I'd like to be able to invest in those. I see. So what's your plan and focus going to look like to achieve all of those goals? Um, well, I'm, I've started looking to employ um, uh, an assistant who will come in, uh, work with me every day. My two current assistants work with me certain days, but I mm-hmm. want the consistency. I want, I want more of the things that I'm currently doing myself to be undertaken by other people. So that's my first priority. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of I'd like to just be doing the face to face stuff, the actual creating um, of um, of products and and more writing and speaking. 
Um, and I'd like all of the other stuff uh, to be taken by the team. And at the moment, I still do a proportion of that, more of that than I need to and should be doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The, delegate as much as you can, free up that time and do more of what you want to do. And I think that's a big problem for, for businesses, particularly when you know they are um, developing, is that you can't do it all yourself. But there is that sort of tipping point, isn't there? When do you invest um, in order to move forward? And for me, getting things in place was the first phase. And I've got I, I've now we were talking before the show, I'm just finishing up tying up some few, a few loose ends. And then uh, I think things are pretty much in place. It's a question of using those resources more widely. Mm-hmm. Um, and having somebody to consistently help with that would be great. They're also talking about me hosting a second day of the, um, of the week show, which means another eight guests a month to be mm-hmm. found, organised, the interview done and the post-interview stuff uh, done, although I, we don't edit it. Um, and so, again, having um, the man power or woman power to do that would free me to do other things. And the other thing is uh, one of the other, I want to have a lot more opportunity to, to travel and have fun because things have been so closed down over the pandemic. Um, and so now as things are opening up, I want to be able to um, to be able to go and do those things. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. I try. I think that travel is just so important getting to see, you know, different places, different countries, different cultures. It's, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, so then with all of your success, what is your biggest challenge today? I think the biggest challenge is uh, if I look at my first business, which is still ongoing, Um, After the first two years, I never advertised. All of my my, uh, clients came through word of mouth and I had plenty of of work. The moving to a a model which is much more based on the internet and also based on having um, publications and products that having created them, they are uh, self-sufficient. They are, you know, you download them and then they're there. Um, which is a very different model to the the previous one. Um, The challenge, I think, is that to to start with, I gave, uh, there was a lot of free stuff and there still is a lot of free stuff. And it's about transitioning people from free stuff to paid stuff and then transitioning again. If people want to work one-on-one with me and accelerate their development, and I have a, a, a long proven track record of helping people move forward um then it's about breaking into that real high end and that's as much my mindset which has had to move on as it is in terms of of um attracting the right people and for me i think the difference is i'd like to see is that just like with my first business where people were attracted to me i didn't have to go and look for them I want mm-hmm. to be in that same position with the second business um, where people are looking to find me rather than I'm looking to um, to hook up with them, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you plan on overcoming that challenge? Um, and it's not a one size fits all. 
course. And so one of the things I've been working on is developing my YouTube channel and number of subscribers in a whole variety of ways by doing YouTube shorts and short YouTube videos and a mixture and so on, using Facebook, um, LinkedIn, Medium, uh, Gumroad, a whole range of different things, using my radio show. And I think that one of the, the things that my show, I'm very clear that the principle is not about selling. It's about giving value. But one of the things I've just started to do is once a month is to do a Gina Gardner and Friends Reversed, where one of my guests interviews me because mm. I showcase my guests, but I don't get showcased in quite the same way, apart from being a host and demonstrating that I can interview people. Um, and so I've just it's just started uh, this month that there will be um, a reversal of that. So I will showcase who I am, what I do and the results that people get. And so utilizing the radio show, also the TV show, I am very hopeful because that um, the, the first series is very much around a particular theme and giving people strategies and principles. Again, people will get to know me and I'm hoping that that will um, attract people to come to me rather than me go out to them. Absolutely, I think that's a great idea. I think that's a really good idea. Thank you. So where do you predict that you might get stuck or slowed down within the next 12 months on your path? One of the things that I'm, that because my sense of purpose is so strong, that even on those days when you think, oh, I'd really like to have a duvet day, um, I am, my sense of purpose is strong. Um, the other thing is that I recognize that I'm 69, I'm 70 this year. Um, you know, if I was in my 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s, I might think, oh, there's plenty of time. But I am driven by the sense that, you know, I've probably got 10 good years uh, to go and I've got a lot of things that I want to achieve in that time. And so mm -hmm. in terms of personally, nothing's, nothing's going to get in the way. The practicalities sometimes um, work as a, a chicane in a road to, to slow me down. Technology can be a bit of a challenge at times. You know, if the internet um, falls over um, and, you know, you're interviewing people, that's a bit of a, um, a challenge. But I think for me, lots of people go for the grand gesture and wonder why then things fall over. But I think that, that doing things consistently um, over time is a way of achieving success. And so my hope is that that's not too much is going to get in the way. Of course, who knows? I mean, before the pandemic, who would have thought that the whole world would have closed down? And it just so happened that all of the businesses that I was working with at that particular time were businesses that would had to close and didn't mm. open toward the, the very end of the pandemic. Um, and had I had it happened two years before, that wouldn't have been the case. It just happens to be that was the profile. So never say never. One could argue that, you know, the only thing you can deal with is the now plan strategically, but be very flexible about if different things happen. Well, look for the solution rather than focus on the problem. And that's what I teach the business uh, owners and leaders that I work with. And I also model that myself. So I'm not anticipating there being too much um, 
of a challenge. However, I am realistic enough to know that there are going to be bumps along the road and I've just got to be creative about how I deal with them. Of course. So if you don't mind me asking, um, during the pandemic, how did you overcome that challenge when most of the businesses you were working with closed down? How did you overcome it? Well, I made a decision that this was an ideal opportunity for me to put in place the things that I'd planned in terms of uh, publications and products. And so I used the time writing articles, writing books, creating programs that I'd already said, well, these are the things that I want to do, but I didn't ever have time because I was busy with, with clients. But I made the decision that, okay, if this is going to happen, well, it's a gift. The gift is I've got no excuse. I've got the time. I can get on mm-hmm. with it. And so, um, you know, I've got over 30 publications. Um, I've, I've got programs. The week before the pandemic, I, re- I um, uh, launched a 10-month leadership program that's been accredited by the Continuous Professional Development Standards Office. Um, the timing was 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 dire and it would have been very easy to get caught up in, oh, poor me, it's all very difficult. Um, but that's not my route. That's not my way. I look at what I can do. I look at what how I'm going to move things forward. And so as a result of, of that time, um, I have created a significant stable of opportunities for people to learn as individuals, as groups, as whole organizations, they're all there now. Um, And so I can focus on all sorts of other things, which if I hadn't uh, had that time, I'd be trying to fit in and I'd probably be burning the midnight oil, something that is, has been a a pattern of behavior that I desperately uh, have wanted to change and have changed over time. I think a lot of us have, (laughs) but thank you so much. Um, Do you have any last like little bits of advice for anybody who's listening? My advice to you is start with your mindset. 95% of our thinking is habitual and those patterns are based on our beliefs. And so if those beliefs are limiting, you know, um, I'm going to fail or I might fail. You're going to make very different decisions to if your belief is I will succeed. Not quite sure how at the moment, but I'm going to do what needs to happen until I succeed. So that would perhaps be the first one that your mindset actually then sets the tone for pretty well everything else. I would say to you that, you know, every choice you make has consequences. And the interesting thing is that when we let things drift often that's when the consequences are most far reaching. So have a look at your how you are turning up moment by moment. And if you are turning up, basing what you do on the fear that you might fail, then you're going to make very different decisions and make different choices to, I believe in what I'm doing. I think this is the, is important. I will see failure as an opportunity to learn that I will take time to really tune into my inner wisdom, to my intuition. Does this feel right? So then you'll know whether you're flogging a dead horse and you should stop doing what you're doing because the other is a balance, isn't it? Einstein's definition of madness is to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. And yet 
when you look at why the businesses fail, many of them fail because they don't keep going. And so it's that, that magic balance between I'm going to learn when things don't go right and I'm going to tweak and tweak and tweak till I get the right recipe. As a, but at the same time, I'm not going to give up because by giving up, then the only thing that's going to happen is that I'll fail. And so I think if you keep those two, and the third thing I would say is you don't have to do it on your own. You know, have a mentor, have a coach. There is no Olympic sports person or winning team that does not have a coach who can help them. And one of the greatest compliments that was given to me was that I, for example, see more in people than they see in themselves. And I help them identify their purpose, which is bigger than they ever thought possible, and to deliver it. And I think having somebody who sees more in you than you do in yourself is is an amazing gift, whether that's at an individual level or a business level. But someone is also going to hold up the mirror and say, you might BS yourself, but you're not BSing me. You've got to be honest with yourself. And I think having that balance between support and challenge is something that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. I completely agree. Thank you so much for that advice. If anybody who's listening is looking to get into contact with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, they can go to Linktree and then it's just my name um, or they can email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely, that's G-E-N-U-I-N-E-L-Y and a hyphen you.com, the word you.com. But I'm on uh, LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, uh, I'm on Medium, uh, Gumroad. You can find me on any one of those places, but they're all in the Linktree. Um, you can find them there. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.